This is the word of the Lord. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. May the Lord bless the reading and hearing of his word. Please be seated. Morning. Yesterday is the uh, the Lunar New Year or Chinese New Year, <clears throat> and uh, so Happy New Year to you, to all of you. <clears throat> and in fact, um, not only China is celebrating New Year or the Lunar New Year, but also you know, other countries such as uh, Brunei, uh, Indonesia, Malaysia, and North Korea, South Korea, <laughs> Singapore. Uh, and Vietnam, and so on and so forth. So uh, earlier mentioned that uh, our church, we set aside uh, today as one of the two baptism Sundays for this year. And the other one is on August the 9th, the second Sunday of August. Praise God that uh, today we had eight brothers and sisters receive baptism earlier in the combined Chinese worship service, four from Cantonese and four from Mandarin. And, uh, <clears throat> but even though we don't have um, EM uh, candidates, uh, but we'll certainly, we'll have uh, two candidates, actually, two, one brother and one sister to share their salvation uh, testimony. I'm looking forward, maybe comes uh, uh, August the 9th, and then we're going to see uh, more people from EM get baptized as well. Indeed, we praise God. The Lord Jesus said, I tell you, there is great joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Uh, again, although we don't have a candidate from EM, uh, but certainly we're looking forward. Uh, we can never get tired of listening to salvation testimonies. So stay, stay tuned. Wow, it is wonderful to see new believers get baptized into uh, the family of God, we have to bear in mind that Jesus did not say in the Great Commission that we go therefore and make converts of all nations. So exactly what Jesus said. Well, let's revisit the Great Commission as recorded in Matthew 28, 18 to 20. And here, and Jesus came and sent, uh, said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to, uh, to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. When Jesus gave this commission to the church, he was speaking authoritatively. He first said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. He then gave a mandate to the church of all ages, 
Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. The mandate is not to simply to evangelize, but to make disciples. What is a disciple anyway? In brief, a disciple is one who directs his or her mind toward specific knowledge and conduct. Let me repeat this. Very simple. A disciple is one who directs his or her mind toward specific knowledge and conduct. So we may say that a disciple is a pupil or a learner. This is true. In China, Confucius was an influential philosopher, teacher, and political figure known for his popular saying or his uh, aphorisms and for his models of social interaction. Confucius had many disciples. And together, they consider as important and influential individuals in shaping human history. And then, about the same time, about the same time in Greece, we have Socrates and his disciple Plato, and then、um, Plato's disciple Aristotle. And it is astonishing to think about. How the ancient world was shaped by these men. In fact, it would be difficult to understand the history of Western civilization without understanding the influence of these three individuals, who, in their own way, they were each disciples of another. And this is also true with、uh, Confucius and his. Disciples in the East, whether East or West, these men and the disciples have contributed immensely to the thinking of humanity. However, discipleship making for these philosophers is different from what Jesus has in mind. The Greek or the Chinese philosophers. Learn from the teachers, but then they try to improve from teaching, from、uh, to improve on that teaching. However, Jesus' disciples have no such warrant. We, as followers of Jesus, we are called to understand and teach only what the Bible, what God has revealed through Christ. Including the Old Testament scriptures, for they point to Jesus, and the New Testament scriptures, for they are the words of those Christ appointed to speak in His name. Our entire way of life changed because we follow Jesus, and not merely He is the great teacher. But he is Lord; he is Lord of our lives, the Lord of all. That's the essence of discipleship: submitting fully to the authority of Christ, and the one whose and the one whose lordship goes beyond the classroom 
Jesus' lordship encompasses all of life. The Great Commission is the call of Jesus for his disciples to extend his authority over the entire world. We are to share the gospel, the good news. However, uh, this calling is not simply to call to evangelism. It is not merely a call to get students for our seminaries or for our colleges, such as Fuller, APU, Talbert, Gateway, or Cessna, and so forth. Rather, Jesus calls us to make disciples. Disciples are people who have committed to follow the thinking and conduct of our Lord Jesus Christ forever. And such discipleship is a lifelong journey and experience. Yes, we are called to make disciples. And you may ask, who am I to assume that I can spiritually invest in other people to help them grow? Isn't that prideful? Or you may ask, I don't have the maturity or the knowledge to make disciples. If that's what you're thinking, rest assured that it is not prideful for, it's not prideful for you, for me, to make disciples. It's the teaching of the Bible. And it is beautiful how God not only commands us to make disciples, but he also thoroughly equips us to do it. Disciple-making comes in many different forms. Uh, it can be one-on-one, one-on-three in triads, uh, small group, community groups, or through uh, another form or medium that builds other disciples up in the Lord. And here are several, uh, here are several passages from the Bible to address these two questions that you may have, and at the same time, to encourage you and me to make disciples. First, let's take a look at, again, the text for today, Matthew 28, 18 to 20, and also Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Let me read again the Great Commission. We can never get tired of reading the, the Great Commission. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And then Acts 1.8, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The passage in Matthew talks about the authority God has passed on to each disciple to go and make disciples. And then Acts 1.8 further speaks of the power, the power we receive to make disciples. So dear brothers and sisters, we have the authority and the power from God to make disciples. 
second. We look at uh, 2 Corinthians 10.8 and also 2 Corinthians uh, 13.10. Uh, chapter 10, verse 8. For even if I boast a little too much of our authority, which the Lord gave for building you up and not for destroying you, I will not be ashamed. And then chapter 13, verse 10. For this reason, I write these things while I am away from you, that when I come, I may not have to be severe in my use of the authority that the Lord has given me for building up and not for tearing down. And these two verses speak specifically of the authority the Lord gave, <coughs> gave Paul and also his group of disciples for building, ups, building others up. All disciples today, including us, we are given that same authority that we can build one another up. <coughs> and thirdly, let's take a look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 5 to 6. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our, our sufficiency is from God, who has made us sufficient to be ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. The Bible verse encourages us by stating that uh, our competence comes from God and not from ourselves. After all, it is God who works in us to will and to act or to work for his good purpose. Remember this as you engage in helping other people to grow. And finally, let's take a look at 1 Peter 4.10. Here it reads, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Of good stewards of God's varied grace. Here Peter encourages us, to use whatever spiritual gift we have received to serve others. To sum it up, to sum it up, all these Bible verses I just read to you speak of the authority, speak of the competency, speak of the power and gifting given to us to make disciples. Let me say this also. Disciple-making does not always require one person to be of superior, uh, superior, uh, superior uh, maturing disciples uh, investing in one another. In the Great Commission, our Lord Jesus Christ never distinguished the maturity level we had to be at in order to make disciples. And as you know that we are in the strategy phase of, uh, of planting a new church. And our church planting proposal is already in the hand of the board huh? and is being reviewed. And so far, praise God, there are no major concerns about the proposal. And they will likely get approved in the near future. And I'm hoping that you 
and I, we should be excited about it, excited about it, because of this. CFC, the body of Christ, because of this, we are in desperate need of men and women who will obey, who will obey the challenge of the Great Commission, regardless whether you're going to go out to church plant or stay home here and in, in, with the mother church. So we need to continue to make disciples, regardless, staying here or going outside. They will go and make disciples with the gifting, with the power, with the competency and authority that God has poured into you so you can produce an abundance of lasting fruit that glorifies God. The theme of our, for this year for our church is actually the same theme from last year, right behind me, and that is multiplying followers of Jesus. We want to keep it for another year because it's not, uh, really one year is not enough. I mean, you put it up here again to remind us the Lord's great commission. So may we continue be faithful to the Lord's commission. And again, uh, when we came up with this theme, uh, we had evangelism in mind, but more than evangelism, we also had multiplication. We also had transformation in mind, or simply disciple-making in mind. And we define disciple-making this way. We define it this way. Disciple-making is a deliberate process in helping people over an extended period of time, guiding the experiences so that they become saved and ultimately develop into Christians who are mature and able to do the same with still others. I also like the way uh, defined by great uh, Alden in his book, Discipleship Essential. He said, discipling is an intentional relationship in which we walk alongside uh, one another in love to grow toward maturity in Christ. And this includes equipping these disciples to make disciples who make disciples. See that? To make disciples who make disciples. That's really what multiplication is all about. In other words, we don't just spread the gospel, people accept the Christ, get baptized, and that's the end of it. No. We continue, develop the person, continue to feed the word. We help the person to grow in the word of God, in his love, and then likewise, so that they too, they can go out and evangelize and also go out and make disciples of others. So regardless which definition of discipling we use, we, the church community, have to remember that the task of the church is not just to evangelize, but to disciple the world for Jesus. Many believe that a huge error has occurred over the last two centuries in the missionary movement. Our objective is, of course, to reach the world which the gospel message of salvation. But 
many denominations and mission organizations have been satisfied to give little more than salvation messages. The Great Commission makes it uh, clear, clear that it is simply not enough. Every person who accepted Christ must be anchored in Christ and taught how to live for Christ on a daily basis in a day-to-day -day decision. And that's how we continue to multiply. CFC members are followers of Jesus. It is my prayer that all of us will improve or involve in disciple-making, which is a deliberate process in helping others over an extended period of time, guiding their experiences so that they become saved and ultimately develop into Christians who are mature and able to do the same with still others. It is also my prayer that we will pray, that you will pray with me to ask God to, to ask God for guidance, ask God for wisdom, ask Him to shape our church with a strong disciple-making culture, that it will be our DNA to become a fruitful disciple-maker. Pray for clear vision, clear vision casting, and clarity in mission as we devote ourselves in various uh, responsibilities and activities. Ask God to keep us focused on our vision and avoid and avoid mission shift or mission drift. Finally, it is my prayer that CFC will seek to grow as a gospel-centered church for the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ, a church that understands and embraces the fullness of the gospel as message, community, and mission. That is, the gospel is a message that is to be preached. The gospel or the message is to be preached to all people here at CFC. And that is, secondly, CFC is not a building but a community that is continually being renewed by transforming power of the gospel. And thirdly, CFC understands and embraces the gospel as a call to mission, to declare that the kingdom of God is near. May God help us to multiply followers of Jesus for the days to come. Let us pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for calling us to make disciples. Help us to fulfill the great commission of our Lord Jesus Christ to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe, to observe all that Jesus has commanded us. And in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to invite